0: in the um in the interview we did with you in the magazine it really was mostly about like contest shooting so I was like oh well then hell yeah like this will be so much fun because I am interviewing you this time and I get to ask you like a whole new set of questions
1: hell yeah and also it's so, always so much easier for me to like just say it out loud rather than yeah like, this is what my answer is going to be and like type yeah. it out and everything because then I'm just like did I leave something out, you know, did I word something weird? So, yeah. But yeah, Amazing. no, I was like, I want I want to be on the podcast.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I also obviously had Charlotte on the podcast, which we, I'm sure we'll get into in the, uh, in part of this, but I
1: was like, oh, yay, friends. Yeah, Charlotte's my best friend ever in this life.
0: Love Charlotte. Actually, our um, Housewife giveaway is starting tomorrow on the Quell page.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited.
1: She's doing such amazing things. I told her. We can get into that, too.
0: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll pause for the Charlotte compliments section. But um, about you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) I know we covered this in our like Quell um, issue for interview with you. However, just in case you have no interest in reading or buying the magazine, which I hope you do, but (laughs) how did you get into skateboarding?
1: Um so I got into skateboarding I feel like through a couple different ways I think probably like the one memory that stands out the most is like seeing my cousins play Tony Hawk pro skater mm-hmm. um, and seeing you know Alyssa Steamer and um then kind of going down that rabbit hole of like you know discovering Tony Hawk and right so I think that was pretty much like the catalyst was was Tony Hawk and obviously, you know, um, Rocket Power uh, mm-hmm. would watch that religiously. Um, but I also do remember seeing um, skateboarders in Baltimore. You know, mm-hmm. like um, my mom had a gallery for 18 years, and um, would see skaters kind of like skate down the street. And there was just something that, uh, you know, it—I just was pulled to it. Totally. So. The amount of people
0: who say, like, oh, Tony Hawk or oh, Rocket Power, I'm like, this needs to, like, I need to start, like, counting this or, like, cutting them all together and then, like, sending it to the people who created those things or, like, obviously, Tony Hawk. But
1: Oh, yeah, (laughs) and, like, even with the new game, too, it's going to kick off an entirely new generation of people who get into skateboarding because of it, and it's so, it's it's such a a wild Oh,
0: no. Did I lose you? Um, Oh, I lost you for half a second. What was the?
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying um, it's crazy, you know, like having friends that are in the game now. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's awesome that they are going to then inspire an entirely new group of, of people.
0: I found out recently this game I used to play all the time when I was younger, because I didn't have whatever console Tony Hawk was on, but it was, I played the Disney Skate version, and apparently that game was, like, entirely based off of, like, the Tony Hawk, like, all the tricks and all the, like, everything was the same. It was just Disney characters. Someone fact-checked me if you're listening, but I, like, I was like, okay, well, this kind of makes sense.
1: I didn't even know that was a thing.
0: It was a fun game, I wonder. I don't, definitely don't still have it, but it's, I'm gonna yeah. Have,
1: I'm going to I'm gonna have to look that up. It had a fire soundtrack,
0: too, so I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It wasn't, you weren't a Disney character. I don't really know why it was Disney skate. You just, like, skated around, like, movie um, sets. Not sets, but, like, if it was, like, the Lion King, you're, like, skating around, whatever. You you get me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: um, That is awesome. So, obviously, you mentioned, like, your mom had a gallery. Um, Is that how you got into photography? Or, I guess, how did you get in, if that's not the answer?
1: So, my mom is a photographer. She's also a painter. Um, And then my biological father was a professional photographer as well. And my other dad is a painter. So I mm. just grew up, um, in a very artistic environment. Yeah. Um, and some of the, I mean, like some of the earliest photos of me, like, it's like my mom showing me how to take a picture, mm-hmm. you know, with the medium format camera, um, a lot of early memories in the dark room or on photo shoots. Um, so it's just kind of something that was a part of my life that I didn't really even have to think about. Um, But, you know, obviously growing up, you want to do the exact opposite of what your parents do. So (laughs) yes, um, it wasn't until I was like 15 or 16 that I started to take photography seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I I just, you know, super artsy kid.
0: (laughs) What were you like trying to pretend you wanted to do instead of, like, what was, like, what was oh steering you in the other direction?
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, do you ever, um, did did they make you write letters to, like, your future self in elementary school oh or God. anything? I'm
0: sure they did, but I definitely don't have any of them.
1: But I'm sure have, they did. I have one that was, like, two, you know, 26-year-old Zora or whatever. Oh, my God. Like, it was, like, did you go to Yale? Are you a lawyer? <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: So, You're like, let um, me tell you what really happened. Twenty-six-year-old Zora, or yeah. six-year-old Zora.
1: Yeah. So I'm definitely not a lawyer. Um, no. I definitely didn't go to Yale. Um. So yeah, no, I. <laughs> I uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, okay. So we we definitely took the uh a very different approach, but it's clearly gotten you to some cool places. Um, you briefly just mentioned, obviously, when you got were sixteen, you got into photography, which I know it's because you went to Woodward but mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to speak on that a little bit I won't make you go super into it because oh, I know no. we've talked about that but
1: no of course I mean it's it's part of my um my narrative you know mm-hmm. um <laughs> I so I started going to Woodward when I was 10 so that mm-hmm. was the 10 year I started skateboarding um and that was really like my first introduction to uh other female skaters
0: yeah
1: and so I would go every summer Um, I was like a scholarship kid, so it was like, you know, saving up all year and hoping Mm -hmm. that I could get a discount, because even, you know, back in like 2004, it was super expensive, but um, so I I went every summer, and um, it was the summer that I turned 16 that I went, and that's when I met Charlotte Teagan. Mm -hmm. Um, She was 13, and I was 16, and um, we were both in the skate program together, and I just remember like one of the days I was walking down the hill, I think it was like the first day of instruction. And I saw a big group of kids like with cameras and I was like, Oh, whoa, like, yeah, I didn't know they had a photography program here. And I went down to the office and I switched and it was like the coolest week. Um, they taught us how to, you know, introduce yourself to pros and, and ask to shoot photos and, um, compositionally like what, certain tricks are supposed to look like and introducing flash into your, mm-hmm. your photography. And so it was really just like a crash course, um, into skate photography. And after my first week as a camper, they, um, asked if I wanted to be an intern. So, um, that that was like, it, it mm-hmm. made it possible to come back to camp, um, for free. And I right. got to, you know, have hands-on experience uh, as an intern. So I came back yeah. um, and I interned for, I think, like another four years. Um, but yeah, so awesome. I mean, yeah, it was, I, I, you know, that's where I learned how to to do most of it. and And that's really the, that was the only time of the year that I was able to shoot skate photos, because mm-hmm. at that point, I had moved from Baltimore to you know Clemson, South Carolina. So mm-hmm. there really wasn't. You know, right. I didn't know anybody that skateboarded, and right. I, like I had a mini ramp in my front yard, but it was mm-hmm. just me. Like I right. was by myself a lot of the time, so it was like a, an action packed. You know, two weeks that I would mm-hmm. get to point and really like <laughs> right. do it, what made me really happy. So. When did you start kind of like skating? I guess I didn't really realize that. When
0: did you start skating with other people or like kind of, I mean, obviously aside from those two weeks, but like within your own community or finding other people to skate with?
1: I think it was, it was when I met Charlotte. Like we, we were just like instant best friends. Um, (laughs) And after that, you know, I would go and um, see her in New York and and stay with her and, uh you know we'd skate around the city together and um yeah I mean it was a, it was a long time until like we were consistently like around each other like she mm-hmm. ended up going to Micah when right. I had moved back um to Baltimore from South Carolina and she was just right up the street from me so we would meet up and skate around Baltimore and we made a uh we built a quarter pipe and her uh <laughs> in her apartment this one time and then you know had to figure out how to get it out but that's so funny yeah like when I think about um skating and skating with other women it's really like Charlotte was it for me yeah. for a very really long time um yeah, she's my my best, my best fucking friend. <laughs> big, big, big shouts
0: out to Charlotte. I was, we were talking probably before the like quote unquote intro of this about Charlotte. So I was like, let's save it for when we get into <laughs> yeah. this. But um, I, I guess I never realized that because like when I mean, it, that doesn't really matter obviously. But when you look at like your whole breadth of photography work w- in skateboarding specifically, like there's so much like diversity in there and so many like a diversity of tricks of levels of like subjects it's like I don't know in my brain I felt like it was something you had been like really surrounded by for so long but like starting at 16 is not necessarily like that it's I don't know how to phrase this correctly but you know it's not necessarily like something you were quote-unquote like immersed with your entire life like it was you started like what I guess when people, you know, think, I think there's such a misconception of when people think about, like, when you should start skating or when you should, should, quote-unquote, start doing something, and I think, like, even hearing that you really started getting into this photography at 16, like, it's never, I mean, I hate to say it's never too late, but, like, literally the timing doesn't matter, like, you can kind of... Yeah, no,
1: it doesn't matter, and like I say, I just met, um a girl at the skate park you know like an hour ago that Mm -hmm. asked me how long I had been skating and I was like 17 years and she's like oh well I've only been skating for six months and you know I'm not very good and I'm like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how (laughs) long you've been skating or when you started or what your skill level is I'm like I've been skating for 17 years and I can only do a couple tricks and those tricks make me happy and I'm you know (laughs) not trying to be anything that I'm not I just do it because skateboarding is going to be in my life forever and it, it makes me happy um but yeah I uh yeah yeah I
0: kind of went on a tangent to get to the exact point you were just making <laughs> but
1: um, oh no like it's just it was just uh it was just something that that happened in my life really but yeah. it was also in that ton of time when you're in high school and people like, your your teachers are asking you those kind of hard questions where they're mm-hmm. like, what do you want to do with your life? Like, yeah. what are you going to be? And yeah. so that's really kind of when that um, – I wouldn't even say, like, pressure, but no, to, totally. to kind of figure it out, to be like, okay, yeah, I want to be a photographer. That and exact
0: – yeah, no, that exact thing happened to me. Like, I guess I didn't even really think about this parallel-wise, like, same timing when I was – 16 like that is like your junior year or whatever and people are like where are you going to college oh I'm going to Yale to be a lawyer or (laughs) um, (laughs) I think I did the same thing and I went to a summer program for graphic design at Pratt which is where I ended up going but I remember coming back, like, so specifically, I don't know if this relates to you, but, like, senior year, I came back, like, with my Pratt hoodie, and I was like, yeah, I'm applying to only art schools, like, I'm gonna be a graphic designer, and people were like, what the literal fuck is that, like, no one understood what,
1: yeah, (laughs) that was me, that was me me in high school, and I had, you know, big dreams, and I was like, I'm gonna apply to biggest art schools, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I like applied to Parsons and uh, School of the Art Institute of Chicago, mm-hmm. and I got into both of those schools, but I, you know, got like such a small amount yeah. for scholarship. And so it was really just kind of um, this moment in life where my parents were like, we support you 100%. If you want to be a photographer, you know, run after that, but you have mm-hmm, to know true. that there are going to be times when it's going to be really hard. And you're not going to know where your income is going to come from, but Mm -hmm. as long as you know in your heart that that's what you want to do, we know that you'll make it happen. Like whatever that looks like, whatever that looks like for you, you can do that. So I always, you know, I'm really fortunate that I did have a a support system that Mm
0: -hmm.
1: was also really realistic with me, but also like, yeah, hell yeah, you can do it. So. Um you know when it came time to to pick a college it was like all right well i got into these schools so that mm-hmm. was like a good confidence boost at least that i knew that i i could yeah. get, get to those places but i was like all right i'll go to a state school and it was like the one university in south carolina that had an arts program mm-hmm. and i went and i went for photography for you know for 2 years and then ultimately ended up dropping out um mm-hmm you know, but I had, I had professors tell me in, in college, they're like, if you can't be inspired in the middle of South Carolina, then you'll never be able to be a photographer anywhere. Oh
0: my god, you're (laughs) like, yeah, you're right, it's fucking crazy, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, um, when you were, like, going to school, or
0: kind of taking, you know, those next steps from Woodward, and, you know, aside from skating, like, from photography, were you- thinking like oh I want to be a skate photographer or that was just like those are two passions separately of each other not at
1: all I didn't even those it didn't even occur to me that that could be um a a life path Mm -hmm. you know like yeah didn't I knew like skateboarding was just always something that I did I was always skating the class and like I was the only skateboarder on campus kind of thing people looked at me weird but I was just (laughs) like yeah like this is what I do um But it was really when I left Winthrop University in South Carolina. and went back to Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Um, Started going to community college for a little bit. And um, I just was, you know, trying to think of things to do for the summer. And I was seeing a woman at the time who um, was going to have an internship in L.A. And I was like, well, I want to go to L.A. So I just kind of started trying to find... Um, you know, possible internships or people that would be interested in working with me, and I um, got one response, mm-hmm. and it was from Kim, Kim Woozy from Mafia TV. Amazing, uh, yeah. And, and and Kim, before even getting on a phone call with me, asked if I would sh- want to shoot X Games in Austin, and it was just like a, this crazy <laughs> moment. Yeah. I was like, holy shit! Like, yeah, yeah, and um. Yeah, I remember we talked on the phone for like an hour and we talked about mm-hmm. how much skateboarding meant to us and and how like at the time things were so, you know, mm-hmm. like they, it wasn't equal in terms of pay or exposure yeah. and all of these things. And um, yeah, so I, I flew out to Seattle um, before X Games because she mm-hmm. thought it would be a good idea for me to meet everyone first. Um, and so... I flew out and shot Wheels of Fortune mm-hmm. and met everyone. Wow. and um, Yeah. And then she sent me to X Games in Austin. And I was, like, the only photographer there documenting both yeah. um, Women's Street and Park. And it was the best experience of my life. It was, like, I mm-hmm. think for the first time I felt, like, really alive. I was, like, yeah. wow. Your head must have been
0: exploding. Like, it's I just, tricky. I can't even imagine, like, you obviously, like, were, like, you liked skateboarding, but then, like, to meet Kim and then go to, like, Wheels of Fortune and then to go to the X Games, like, I I would imagine, like, going from, like, Baltimore to then, like, that is, like, what, kind of what you just said of, like, how I don't really know, like, I didn't know skateboarding, you know, could be a career, like, that's like, okay, here are 7,000 examples of how you could make, make this the rest of your life if you wanted
1: to. Yeah, it was, it was, oh my God, I'm I'm so grateful mm-hmm. um, for Kim and, and for, you know, her taking a chance on me, really, like a complete stranger on the internet, um, right. you know, and she, she flew me out and she, you know, she trusted me and I, mm-hmm. I documented that entire week at X Games and it, it was awesome. So... I remember the after party in Austin. I was with mm-hmm. Jen Soto, and she and I were. I was like, I think I want to move to LA. And I remember her being like, Yeah, well, I, I want to go to LA too. And I was like, All right, well, at the end of the summer,
0: yeah,
1: I'll I'll drive us out there, you know. And um, that's what happened.
0: That's like I, amazing. <laughs> when was this um, timing wise, like year wise?
1: We moved to L.A. um, September of 2016.
0: Okay, because a lot of the stories I, like, when when I start to talk to, you know, all all these sort of people in the industry, like, what you said about, um, you know, equal pay and exposure and all that not being a thing, like, generally is a 2015-2016, like, breaking point moment. So then, obviously, you kind of get what I... And I'd love to hear your opinion on this too, like the quote unquote, like boom of skateboarding to what it is now, because I feel like in the last three years, obviously, like, I mean, it's skateboarding of this like non-traditional sense where it's not just like cis white men has exploded. And I kind of wanted to ask you like how you've seen photography or media in skateboarding grow to like be more inclusive.
1: Yeah, I I don't even really know what that turning point was. It just kind of felt like all of a sudden um, we were all just kind of in the middle of it. And we were like, wow, this is amazing. And I mean, there were so many days like spent on the rooftop in L.A. with Jen where we were like, you know, we can we can totally envision what. This could be for us, but we mm-hmm. were, you know, we were working full-time jobs. She was at pizzanista. I was at, I was selling cameras at Sammy's mm-hmm. Camera. You know, <laughs> um, and I, I really, honestly, don't even know what that turning point was. It was just like one day, the world kind of woke up, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Wow, wait, these people are really like they have really amazing stories to tell," and yeah, and they're you know, look how talented like this entire group of people, like yeah. how, you know, so. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, just <laughs> kind of, it just kind of, things just started to roll and, and you know, it, it's obviously now it's a, it's such a weird time for all of us, but yeah, um,
0: yeah. I don't even know. We can definitely get into later, but we can keep the uh, vibes high for now. <laughs> but um I guess going back to you know your first sort of coverings of skateboarding like you obviously were doing contests and wheels of fortune i'm assuming then was a contest i don't know just because of all the different variations it's kind of taken but um what are some of your challenges and favorites that you have experienced in that contest landscape oh
1: contests are the scariest for me honestly Mm -hmm. just because it's like You have a set amount of time Mm -hmm. that you are allowed out on the course with everyone. Um, So you're trying to um, compose things the way that you Mm -hmm. want. You're trying to get your lighting right, and you're also trying to get photos of everyone so everybody has equal coverage. And you know, people are there's like a million people skating at once. Um, So definitely, just like the the being nervous Mm -hmm. was it's always been hard for me in, in contests. Um, just because, you know, you don't want to get in anyone's way and, right. and everybody's stressed out and everybody's, you know, in their heads about, you know, how they're going to perform in contests too. So you just are trying to document everything, um, in, in a way that is respectful of everyone's space mm-hmm. and also, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> but it's exciting it all too. yeah, it's super exciting. I mean, X Games was so fun for me. Um. Especially, you know, like when it was outdoors, just because the lighting was a little bit easier to work with, but um, yeah, I don't know, that's probably the biggest challenge is everybody's skating at once during practice, you know, everyone's just trying to get in as much practice time as possible. And then Mm -hmm. you're also trying to to shoot as many photos as possible that you're also proud of. Right. Yeah, mom. But I mean, it's been so long. I feel like I'm like, you're like, I'll do anything, please. (laughs) Just let
0: me do it. That's amazing. Um, Kind of. Oh, uh, what are some of your more favorite contest memories?
1: Oh, I mean, just like, you know, when when practice is over and you're like (laughs) hanging out with everybody and you're in the you know the athlete lounge and everybody mm-hmm. gets to eat all this food and everything is free and we're all just having a good time i think that's like i love those photos the most of like when mm-hmm. we're all just um when that pressure is off yeah and we're all hanging out and and we all kind of have this moment of like wow look at where we are together right now this is so cool yeah
0: um S- speaking of yeah. contests i guess this wasn't um something I had thought about for some reason, but we briefly discussed with you in our last conversation that um, you were obviously going to, supposed to be going to the Olympics, which hasn't happened, duh, because of everything going on. But like, I can only imagine, like, how did you feel kind of going into that? Like, were you kind of, did you have like kind of, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, did you have like a mindset or like a kind of plan of action? Because it really is like, the ultimate contest in terms of like timing and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, we, I had a a plan with that. I was working on a series with Fujifilm um, Mm -hmm. leading up to the Olympics of just mostly documenting skateboarding in preparation for the Olympics and how it was inspiring an entirely new group of, of people. Yeah. Um, I went to Cambodia, I was in the Philippines, um, went and shot with, uh, Charlotte, New York Mm -hmm. went and saw Mariah Duran in Albuquerque. Um, and so I was just kind of building this series and also at the same time, you know, talking with world skate and, um, trying to figure out, you know, they wanted to send me to Peru and everything. And that was kind of when we were starting to hear about COVID, um, and, you know, making plans for these these trips, but also kind of being like, Well, we gotta see what happens with this, you know, this virus. Yeah, yeah, um yeah. and so yeah, everything was kind of the way things were moving, it was looking like I was gonna be like one of three photographers to go to the Olympics. Um and yeah, you know. Yeah. Um but I think, you know, we all have gonna gone through that morning stage of like what this year would have looked like for a lot of us 100%. Um, and you know also knowing that it will happen eventually mm-hmm. um but yeah you know like that i was i was really excited about that that was you know i just mostly just wanted to to be there to document like what it was like for you know my friends like going into
0: 100 yeah i mean why also like now at this point in your like skate career or i mean photography career (laughs) (laughs) hello now at this point in your photography career like you obviously become such good friends with like because i still think like even at the top level like skateboarding is still such a close-knit community and like you do see these same sort of people at these contests but not in like an exclusionary way like we i think are really welcoming i'm just kind of rambling at this point but um, (laughs) how does it feel like when you get to i mean like does that change your mindset or like change how you kind of approach shoots when you really like have such good relationships with these people contest or like you know through brands or whatever that may be
1: yeah it makes it um like, less scary, you know, it's, like, it's really just, I mean, I've had countless moments of just, like, you know, with friends just being, like, wow, look at what we're doing, this is so cool that we get to do this together, um, yeah, no, it was more just, like, a a big family reunion at Mm -hmm. contest and everything, oh, look, we're all in the same place, this is awesome, (laughs) yes, um, yeah, that's awesome. They, they, they made it better. They made it, you know, it was just, I was just always so grateful that I was, that I, I got to be there with them. It was, it's really, truly like the one thing in life that like, just excites me the most. Like I feel so alive, like mm-hmm. when I'm, when I'm doing it, um, yeah. you know, Aww. it's just, yeah, I'm just super grateful for everyone and, and for all, you know, for all the girls.
0: It's awesome. A hundred percent. I guess this is kind of also like a funny way to phrase this question because like once again like when you are kind of like at you know wheels of fortune or something like I mean for example with you like we've connected through Instagram and stuff and like I've always been a fan of your photography this is when I'm gonna like embarrassingly compliment you and then it's like weird because I'm talking to you. Thank you. No <laughs> but... no no thank you for that.
1: You.
0: <laughs> but then like I I meet you in person and it's like the face to the name and you're like oh my god like that's this like I see your name on all these photo credits and like that's nuts like so I'm kind of flipping that on you to say like you know I I was gonna say like you've obviously shot some pretty like famous subjects in the landscape of skateboarding and I'm not totally sure of people that you have shot in the landscape outside of skateboarding but that's Another portion of your career, which also you can talk about. <laughs> um, but what has been like some of your more exciting, like quote unquote, famous uh, photo shoot memories?
1: Oh man! I mean, obviously, when I shot Tony Hawk,
0: like yes, that was that crazy. was one that came to mind the second you.
1: Mentioned I that. mean, <laughs> it was like I, I, so we um, shot with Tony uh, for a man ramp mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. for Thracter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we all, I remember like being in the car with Dave Mull and we were driving back, um, after that shoot and we were both just like super emotional about it. We we're like, wow, that just happened. Yeah. Um, but it was awesome. It was, it was the scariest fucking day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, we had two hours with, with Tony, um, at his ramp out mm-hmm. in San Diego and, um, yeah, it was just me shooting photos. I was the only photographer. I was the only girl there. Um, yeah. Besides uh, Lauren Hill, Dave's um, partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was like, you know, Tony doesn't do things twice. So when he lands something, it's either you get it or you don't. And, it, I, and you know, I'm like, I have my two flashes and I'm like going up this like sketchy wooden ladder up on right. top of this like 14 foot, you know, vert ramp or whatever. Um, but yeah, that was like, that, that was, it's still surreal to me that that even happened. Um, and I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm just so proud of, like, the warble and that we got to do that together. Um,
0: Is that something they told you? They were like, he's not going to do more than, like, you got to get it. Oh, no,
1: he just, he straight up said it. He was, he was like, yeah, I'm like, not going to do that. He's like, I'm not going to do that again. And I was like, what? You're like, <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> got it. <laughs> um, no, Tony was great. Uh, and I got to shoot uh, some film portraits of him after he was done skating and mm-hmm. yeah um other than that you know like i worked for shepherd ferry for a year um at his gallery in la subliminal projects um and before he hired me at the gallery he was hiring me to give private photo lessons to his daughter oh awesome um, but that was crazy just because you know it's shepherd ferry you know Obey right. johnson and everything yeah. like that um, but he was really welcoming, you know, into his world too. And, um, you know, I'm forever grateful for him as well. Cause that opened up a lot of doors, uh, in the fine art world for me too. Um, but yeah, you know, Shepherd through Shepard, I photographed mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, you know, I've, I've met Billy Idol through, through, through yeah. Shepard and, um, yeah. So, you know, like Fred Armisen, I've shot portraits right. of him too. Um,
0: so yeah, fun. What do you yes. like,
1: obviously your portrait
0: style, like is, I, I'm obsessed, but like, do you change your, the way that you kind of shoot skaters portraits versus like, if you're doing more celebrity portraits or is it kind of like contextual based on like, you know, what the project is or stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the times I don't even really have a plan, like, mm-hmm. which which may be a good or a bad thing, but um, <laughs> yes. I usually just kind of go into it and just try to connect with the subject on a personal level, because, you know, at the end of the day, like, whether they, they're, you know, famous or celebrities or whatever, mm-hmm. they're just people. A hundred percent. And so, I mean, the skaters, I feel like the portrait work that I have with them is so much more intimate just because we are so close Mm -hmm. um so i feel like i love that aspect of it too because i get to you know show the world this this other side or you know you see a very specific kind of um side of of you know skaters whether it be you know through their video parts or whatever so just to be able to show like their authentic self through a portrait Mm -hmm. is really all i could ask for and then to, to have that transfer over into, like, my other serious portrait work is also all I could ask for. It's just right. kind of that break, that break in seriousness. So it's not, like, this forced posed thing. Like, it's, like, I'm always looking for that moment where they let their guard down, right. you know? And right. that's always been, like, my favorite shot.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I also, like, for people who are not familiar, you definitely should check out, like, your kind of recap portrait stuff on Thrasher from Wheels of Fortune. Like, I think that kind of side of skating, like, I actually was just talking to another photographer who I'm, uh, do you know Lana Apis- Apisuk? That's how she told me to say her name. But um, I she, don't. I'll send you her stuff, but she has been shooting these really beautiful portraits in New York that, like, I think really capture New York. And, like, I just think, obviously, like, there's, I've, Well, like, we don't have to get into trick photography like that. There's – that's so important and so fun. You
1: can ask ask me anything, whatever.
0: But um, the – I always feel like the portrait side is, like, so cool to really capture, like, who that person is in a way. But, um, yeah, what – I don't know where I was going with this. (laughs) Oh, you know what? One thing I was talking to her about, which I would love to get your perspective on, like – I think that, and, and even Thrasher, this is a perfect example of, like, I think that there are so many spaces, like, on Thrasher where you see, like, these men going for these, like, insane, gnarly, like, 18-foot stair. I, I keep saying 18-foot stair, and I'm like, no, it's obviously just 18-stair. I mean, maybe it's a foot between, but hello. <laughs> these 18 stairs, and, like, I haven't really seen, like, women being photographed in that way or even like videos of them trying those things like do you see do you I guess do you have the opportunity or do you see like a future of where you can kind of like shoot women in that more like complicated or quote-unquote gnarly like trick landscape oh yeah
1: no absolutely and there are so many you know Women and um, you know gender non-binary individuals mm-hmm. who are d- who are do- out there doing that right now, and it's just about you know connecting with them and like making sure that everybody has equal exposure because there are so many people right now, mm-hmm. you know, that are that are out there doing gnarly shit. Yeah. And um, you know, I see it on Instagram all the time, and I'm like, oh my god, I wish that, <laughs> that we weren't in the middle of a pandemic so I could. Yeah. Get-
0: you like, drop no. your address,
1: I'm coming to you. <laughs> but also, like, but also, like, Alexis Sablone. like, the part yeah. she just dropped is insane. Like, yeah. everybody is doing crazy shit. Mariah Duran, mm-hmm. like, her and Jen had a part this year through Adidas. Um, I feel like I'm going to leave so many people out. I mean, Leo Baker, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the people, people are doing crazy shit. Yeah. Women, everybody, queer individuals, like, killing it. Yeah. Um, It's just about, you know, like, getting those photos out there.
0: Yeah. I didn't really know how to phrase that question, but I completely agree that it's like, I just, I want to see so much more of it. And I wonder, like, I mean, you're 100% right with those examples and even obviously, like, the Vans credit stuff and all that. Like, it's just like. I'm so excited. And like, there's people like you who have these capabilities to obviously take these photos. And I'm like, I want to see more of this. Like I want, I want that. I want that. But anyway, back to you. Um, (laughs) So obviously the way that I've kind of like perceived what you've been telling me, like you're in your career, like you've really just been able to, you know, like pick up things and take photos and kind of like learn from the exposure of just being out there and doing it um, but has there anything specific that has like helped your photography or your craft grow
1: yeah no I, I really feel like especially when I first moved to LA and being it was like it was really the most terrifying thing I could have done at the time was to to pick up and, and move my life across the country for this just pure just like just because it was driving, you know, my soul. I was like, this is what I want to do, but yeah. there's no, guarantee, there was no guarantee that that was going to happen. And so I think really like meeting the warble and having them kind of take me under their wing, mm-hmm. like that was the, was the breaking point for me because that was really like the first time that a group of like guys, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like they, they inter- Introduced me to that world, and they made me feel like I'm a part of it, rather than, mm. you know, like feeling insecure about being a woman in this like male-dominated space. Um, you know, it just quickly turned into Dave Mull hitting me up every weekend and being like, "Hey, I'm gonna go drop in on this roof. Can you come shoot a photo?" Yeah. And so it was like really that trust between between them and um, the friendship that that grew. You know that really kind of pushed mm-hmm. my career into that, that space where I'm like, I am, I'm not just like, a this, this specialized photographer. I'm like, I want right. to shoot everyone. I want to shoot, you know, it doesn't matter what gender you are. I just want to, I just want to be a, a photographer. Mm-hmm. I just want to document what's going on around me. Um, but yeah, I know I, I owe everything to the Warble. Like they, they you know, without them, like, yeah, would never. I don't you know. Shot Tony Hawk with the Warble. They're my, <laughs> right. they're my family. Like right. that's really been like kind of the hardest part of this whole pandemic is being yeah. away from them because they like they're everything to me. Right. I tell them all the time. I'm like the most sensitive person ever. I'm like I just miss you guys. You know, but um, yeah. So uh, what's your zodiac
0: sign? No, I'm just kidding.
1: Oh, God.
0: (laughs) I don't really, I don't really. The um, the
1: second person to ask me that today. Uh, Oh, my God. I'm a cancer. Okay, well,
0: that makes sense, actually, but we don't really need to get into that. (laughs)
1: I feel like a lot of people would appreciate this.
0: You know what? I think I need to start asking that because when I was interviewing Beatrice for the podcast, like, she dropped that she was a Capricorn, and I was like, okay. It's like, she said, well, maybe, like, that's why I do this because I'm a Capricorn. I was like, I think people want to know this. I
1: fucking love Beatrice. Yes. I miss her so much. Yes.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Beatrice, to follow up, if anyone listens to these episodes chronologically, literally likes all of my tweets. And it's so funny because I'm like, no, I told you to not follow me. Like, my Twitter's (laughs) bad. I told you it's going to be about boys and like dumb shit. And here you are still. (laughs) Get out.
1: Uh, Beatrice is the real one. I fucking love her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, but. Oh my god. Oh, so speaking of driving cross country, you unfort well, fortunately unfortunately due to the pandemic, I'm assuming drove back cross country and you are now not living in LA. So, uh what like I guess how has that kind of changed your photography focus and like life focus really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, so back in March, like, before LA issued their stay-at-home order, mm-hmm. um, I was, you know, already kind of doomsday prepping and, like, buying food and canned food before anybody was really kind of panicking about it, yeah. and, um, you know, my stepmom is a nurse, and, like, she had just been following, you know, COVID and, and just being really on top of it, and I remember getting a call, um, she, you know, both sets of my parents had called each other and talked about it, and... She was like, I would never ask you to do this um if I didn't think that you needed to, but you, right. you need to you need to come home. Like we're gonna get you a rental car, like you leave you need to like pack a bag and leave at nine at nine AM. Like right. you know, and that's really kinda when shit like got real for me. Wow. I was like, Oh shit. So um yeah, I packed up. I had, you know, like a pair of sweatpants and a couple shirts. I got my, <laughs> my guinea pigs together. Yeah. And, <laughs> and
0: um, that was good Instagram content, also.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh God, rest in peace, Bo. She, oh, she died I right did after. See her that. Yeah, um, but she lived a long, happy guinea pig life. This one's for um, you, Bo,
0: this whole episode. <laughs>
1: pour one out for Beau. Um, Yeah, but yeah, so I, I thought that I was going to be gone for maybe like a couple weeks, mm-hmm. like a month, and then things just kept getting worse, and uh, yeah, I was with my parents in South Carolina for like four months, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, I just was kind of getting to the point where I was like, I could stay here and save money, or... I could save my sanity. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. So I found an apartment uh, in Asheville, North Carolina, which was a place that I always escaped to in high school because it was like yeah. the, the gay town, yeah. you know? So it's like an hour and a half away from my parents' house. And uh, I found this really beautiful studio apartment here in- and. <laughs> I feel really safe and, um, but also extremely isolated, like don't know anyone here, Mm -hmm. but I'm slowly starting to make friends with skateboarding again. And there's a skate park right next to me.
0: That's
1: awesome. Um, but yeah, I, you know, for the first couple months of COVID, like all I had photography wise was like what was around me. So I kind of would, get in the car and drive around town and like I just started shooting medium format shots of like ridiculous church signs that I saw that were like COVID related so like shit like uh you know Jesus cleanses the heart we disinfect the pews or like 2020, 2020 perfect vision or god one of one of my favorite ones that's like still up the street right now is uh um, this country's biggest problem isn't the coronavirus. Our biggest problem is sin. Um, I so mean, that, yeah, you know, just that's like
0: accurate.
1: Yeah. So I just kind of started, you know, this this series that I'm gonna call like Southern Isolation, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it was just photographing my family and and what yeah. COVID, what COVID looked like for us at the time and using photography as a way to cope with this like crippling anxiety of like being away from my community and my friends mm. and, you know, not knowing what was going to happen or if I was going to see yeah. him again soon. So. I think
0: that this is like, well, first of all, I live alone and it's like, I completely understand what you mean when you're like, this is so isolating and it's like crazy. Like literally the first, like, like your parents did my parents were like all right so when are you driving down and I was like okay well let's talk about the reality which is that's literally never gonna happen so (laughs) I was like no that's not um mainly because while you did four months I could do like three and a half seconds and then I would like lose all of my sanity in their house (laughs) but yeah um I so yes one I completely understand so um I'm here I got you <laughs> I'm the alone chief in COVID but I think that like it's really cool to hear how you kind of like brought that in like you use your photography and like you know something that is comforting to you or like something that brings you happiness and like were able to escape to that because at the same time like like skating like you don't necessarily need people to do photography. So I think it's really cool that you're kind of like working on stuff like that. And and on the other hand, it's really important to capture what's going on right now cuz like hopefully we never have to live through something like this ever again.
1: Yeah, seriously. I mean, yeah, I mean that was that was the hardest part though is like not really having like like people to photograph with because you're not you're not always motivated by like your family or whatever and just kind of um really it felt like I was starting back at you know right ground zero like felt like I was 16 again in my parents house being like uh what does yeah what does photography look like to me right now like what it you know like trying to figure out you know what my identity was in that moment um and uh, obviously that fear of like is this all going to go away was that it like did did I not was I not in the moment enough you know And, and just realizing how fleeting all of these things are um and just wanting it back so desperately um but also realizing like through you know those early stages of the pandemic like you know, how we all kind of came together, and we're, we were still rolling out content in, in whatever way that we could with, you know, like, Instagram takeovers, with, mm-hmm. like, girls are Awesome, and, yeah. you know, I did a, I was on a panel for, like, Photo LA, like, this photo convention, yeah. I, I got to speak about skate photography there, so there were still things happening that were, like, mm-hmm. that made me, like, feel like, okay, you know what, I'm not gonna, this isn't the end for me, this totally. isn't, So that was, that was awesome. But, um, yeah, so now I'm just kind of in this place where, you know, I'm like, all right, I signed a year lease. We'll see what happens in July Mm -hmm. when that lease is up. Um, I can always go back to LA, you know, I, I would love to, to be able to do that and safely Mm -hmm. kind of be able to be there. Um, but also realizing like, you know, in situations like this, how important it is to be near family just in case something happened where I'd rather be, you know, I'm a seven hour drive from my mom in Baltimore and I'm an hour and a half drive from my parents in Clemson. So if anything Mm -hmm. ever happened to them or something happened to me, they're close by where it's not like I'm not a four day drive away. Right, 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 So just kind of slowing down and, and, being kind to yourself and, and Mm -hmm. staying safe and reminding yourself that it's okay that nothing is going on right now. Cause we all just need to stay
0: safe. I think a hundred percent. Like I think that it's really hard to try to figure out this way to like, for lack of a better word, like stay relevant, like to kind of what your point was or like keep, keep it moving basically because like obviously you're employing yourself by being a photographer but like even with quell stuff it's like I have my own whole other job but like it's thinking like what are we actually saying and like what are we talking about and is this even like appropriate and like now we're going back into this whole wave and like I I think I've really started like just in this last like two three four weeks been like you know what Adrian like as much as I love the magazine. Like, maybe it is okay to pause and, like, restructure. This is just, like, an example. (laughs) A very real example, but for the sake of this conversation, a fake example. Um, It's like, okay, I want to restructure it, but, like, that's not something that needs to happen January 1st. I need to have my whole life for Quell figured out for the next year and a half or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, I think that we can all just give ourselves a little bit of a break and not –
1: just because we're, you know, when you think back to what life was pre-COVID, everything was, like, hit the ground running. Like, I know from so many people, you know, within skating, like, like not having a chance to really take a step back and look at all the things that they've done. Like, they're mm-hmm. just, they're, they're traveling constantly and doing all these things. And through, like, having to force yourself to stop, for a little yes. bit, you're like, oh shit! Wow, I am so grateful for all the things that. So I feel like we're gonna come out of this and be even more grateful for the opportunities that we have and and the connections that we've made um and this community that we have together. And it's it's I can't wait, and until... I just want to hug my friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I completely agree, though. I think like the gratitude and like really. You know like this community is so beautiful and I think it's like just it's so cool to kind of be reflective at this point yeah it's it's something I don't think you know the social media culture really allows for so yeah, yeah. um well amazing what's i'm like what did i not ask you here but we've done a pretty good job um i don't want to end on this note though no no no.
1: like whatever whatever questions you have you know i'm an open book i was gonna ask what kind of has been
0: oops sorry hold on Let me what is happening here i think i'm making all these noises but i don't actually think it's probably coming through to you but um anyway (laughs) what has been inspiring your photography lately
1: Um, so I've been pulling a lot of inspiration, you know, through just slowing down and like Mm -hmm. looking through, you know, photo books again and, um, looking through Thrasher and, and kind of coming back to the elements of photography and specifically skate photography that drew me in in the first place. So, you know, and, um, really the kind of what's motivating me right now is like Portrait work, Like yeah. being, I've been reaching out to, um, you know, bands that I really love. I just had the opportunity to shoot portraits with Sylvanesso, mm-hmm. um, which was a huge deal for me because, you know, I've loved their music for years now. Yeah. So, and they're based they're based in Durham, uh, North Carolina, so they're about three hours for me. And uh, oh, amazing! Yeah, just having the time to kind of be like what can I do right now? All right. Who's close by to me? Like, and just kind of um, taking a chance and reaching out and, and the worst anybody could say is no. And I reached out to their manager and he was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So I shot portraits of them and they did a collab with the local skate shop there in Durham, uh, called Manifest Skate Shop, and, um, so they did a limited edition skateboard with, uh, some album artwork, um, so I shot portraits of them, they came in, they came in and set up complete boards, and we had a whole, you know, photo session (laughs) together, and that was awesome, so that was fulfilling, because it was, like, you know, Amelia was saying to me, she was, like, this is, like, the first, like, photo shoot we've had in a long time like yeah like yeah this is the first official photo shoot i've had in like eight months right right so just kind of um being inspired by everything and not just you know like this is what my photography career needs to look like it's like Mm -hmm. actually let's slow down and see like all of the different things that i can Mm -hmm. photograph yeah, and just being being a photographer in general, and and just really kind of falling back in love with with that in the in the simplest. Hundred percent. I love what you
0: said too about how like you just you like them, so you reach out and you ask them. And I'm sure that probably like transcends into other moments in your career also. Like I give that as advice all the time to people who are like, well, how do I like interview someone or how do I do this? I'm like, no, literally, just ask.
1: Yeah, like that's. Odd that's really like, I've, I've through all of my interviews, really, it's like, what would you say to a young photographer? And it's just like, just, just ask, Mm -hmm. just put yourself out there and be vulnerable. And, you know, the worst someone could say is no, like, no, sorry, we're not interested. Or they're, or they won't say anything at all. But like, if you don't put yourself out there and show the world who you are, and, you know, like, as long as you're, you're intentions are, are there you know like you have good intentions like people pick up on that and mm-hmm. you know it's just it's such a cool thing you know yeah. that, that's really kind of like how it all happened for me anyways like right. I think about it going tying back to yeah. Kim Luzi it was just because I sent an email right like and look at where I'm at now so it's right. like yeah just, put, <laughs> just putting yourself out there and, Yes. My So, like, what I'm going to try to do now, I'm, like, asking myself, I'm, like, how do I get to Dolly Parton? Oh. You know what I mean? How oh my God. Who, 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 do do I I... Email, who do I need to email to, to get Dolly Parton to say? Okay, right? if you're
0: listening and for some fucking reason you know someone that can get Zora to <laughs> Dolly Parton. Okay,
1: well, that's she, the best thing over, I've ever heard. She's over in Tennessee. I think she's only, like, an hour from me, so... And she—that's that, where—that's my next goal in life. I'm like, I want to shoot portraits of Dolly Parton.
0: I'm actually freaking out that that—that's amazing. I would, a, I would. I don't
1: know. I don't know if if it's a you know something that could ever happen because Dolly is Dolly. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Like Dolly is one of the main reasons that we're gonna have a vaccine. You know, you gotta respect.
0: I know. I have so many. I haven't really paid a lot of attention as to like her like involvements within that it's just all monetary right that's kind of like the whole deal yeah. I don't know, you know
1: Dolly's yeah. a goddess you never right.
0: know I don't know but that's incredible well I usually ask anyways at the end what um advice would you give to someone who wants to start skating but then I was going to change it to photography and you gave kind of the good photography advice so I guess I will ask you um what advice do you would you oh my god hello that's literally the question I ask every time I can't even say it right now what what advice would you give to someone who wants to start skateboarding
1: well um I think it's like would be the same piece of advice as if you would want to start photography or anything else in life Is just don't worry about what other people's opinions are and someone's always going to have an opinion about something or something someone's always going to judge or whatever, but it's, it's about just exploring this drive that you have and, you know, this, this feeling that you have within yourself, this pull and just giving yourself the space to immerse yourself in it and to fall in love with something and to be bad at something because mm-hmm. no matter what it is, you're, you know, everyone has to start somewhere. And as long as you follow your heart, and, you know, you know that this is something you want to do and something you want to explore. I mean, I think that can transfer over to every aspect of someone's life. Is just giving yourself the space to, to learn. Mm-hmm, and completely. to, yeah, and to fall in love with something and to just, you know, follow your heart. As cheesy as that sounds, um, yeah, and to be vulnerable because mm-hmm. being vulnerable And every single aspect of your life is going to get you so much farther. Just being able to communicate how you feel or or things that you want or like, you know, if you have a vision for what your life is, like, make make it happen. Because Mm -hmm. if you want something bad enough, you'll figure out how to make it happen, you know?
0: Completely
1: and not taking no for, not for an answer. Do things and ask for forgiveness later. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, I
0: do know what you mean, which is why that I'm getting back into the whole, oh my God, I need to restructure my entire business and uh, life. So no, I'm just totally joking. I think that's amazing <laughs> advice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I do I'm think- surprised one question I was gonna say which even though that was supposed to be in theory our last question but like you just were mentioning that you moved to um obviously a new place like when you go meet someone at the skate park and you're like oh yeah like let's connect like follow me on instagram like do they look at your instagram and they're like wait who the fuck are you or has that not um, happened
1: it's sometimes sometimes that's a reaction other times uh you know people are just like okay, well, sick, I'll follow you on Instagram, it's just, you know, like, some, there's a, a she's probably 18, but she asked for my Instagram today, and she saw a picture of Man Ramp, and was like, Man Ramp, and I was like, yeah, I'm their photographer, and, and that's a, that's a cool feeling for me, yeah, so. but, um, yeah, no, I mean, but, yeah, that, that is also kind of the reaction, is like, what the fuck, like, what do you, yeah. what, <laughs> Like, what are you doing here, kind of thing, <laughs> Um, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. You're like,
0: amazing question. (laughs) Zero idea. That is so funny. Well, speaking of Instagram, where can people follow you on Instagram?
1: (laughs) You can follow me at Zora Olivia, Z-O-R-A-H-O-L-I-V-I-A. Um, I also just gave my website a completely new facelift. So it's just ZoraOlivia.com. Um, yeah. And you can contact me through my website. You can send me messages on Instagram. Let's be friends, you know? (laughs) Hell
0: yeah, if you live in North Carolina.
1: (sighs) Yeah, you know, like, giving myself, giving myself a couple months here, laying low, but yeah. Amazing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not out of the scene completely, you know? (laughs) I'm not done with LA. My time there is not over. We just, we just all need to stay safe right now.
0: And if for literally any reason you know Dolly Parton. You now know where to find Yeah, if you,
1: have, if you have the Dolly Parton book, please look me up. Please. Oh my god, amazing.
0: Thanks for listening to Quell Party. If you like the podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen, rate us five stars, leave a review, and share with a friend. You can find anything Quell on quellskate.com or on all socials at Quellskate. We'll be back every other week with a brand new guest, so stay tuned. And as always, thanks for joining
1: the party.